Okay, there we go. Hello, welcome to the Utility Podcast presented by Big Hugs. Uh, NFT Collection, my name is Jeff. Uh, this is Bernardo. And with us is a uh, fabulous photographer who has 12 collections up on Foundation, I think. And also a prolific collector. And uh, she's our guest artist of the week. Please welcome Anna Kondo. Hello, Anna. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Bernardo. Hi, Jeff. Nice to be Hello. with you guys. Welcome, Anna. We are quite um, eager to see you here. And we, we talked about bringing you to the podcast for a long, long time before the podcast was a thing. So it's with great pleasure that we have you here. Thanks I for having me. Nice. Thank you. Um, so today's um, episode or today's podcast, we are going to talk um, uh, about some news as before. Uh, we are going to have the same um, scheme that we had before with the treasure hunt, where me, Jeff and Anna, we are going to talk about some collections that we like and why. We are going to have the third rail and today's third rail um, question or subject would be Collector and artist power dynamics. And we chose this one because Anna, being both things at the same time, may have a good take on this. And then we'll speak a little bit with Anna about her work and about the recent Flower Gang curation that she did. Um, so, in terms of the news, I don't know if you want to, Anna, do you want to say anything before we start? No, I think um, I'm happy to go with the flow. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. That's we should probably, um, we should probably put some disclaimers out there <laughs> and say that this isn't financial advice. All of those things, um, you know, NFTs, you could lose all your money. So none of this is financial advice. We're just talking about photography, which we love, and NFT photography in, in particular, and the kind of culture and people that are in it. Um. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone's week, Bernardo? Did you uh, did you oh. mint anything or buy anything? Yes, or? I've been quite active this week. So I I I'm part of Rodao. I don't know. I, some people know Rodao uh, is, yeah. is the Dao about photography. I think Jeff, you are as well. And uh, I sold one photo to them. I don't know if this is uh, still. I'm not going to say which photo it was. Um, so I sold the photo, so I had some liquidity, and I decided to spread the love among several collections. Um, the reality is that I cannot stop myself. That that's it's it's like I <laughs> I wanted to save that ETH, but then I saw that collection and that collection and some of the collections that we are going to talk today in the, on the news. I mean to them because we we spoke about it. I saw the project and I loved it. So in the end, I reinvested. The ETH that I got. There you go. So, did you buy anything this week, Anaconda? Did I? Yeah. What did I do this week? I'm I'm trying to remember because I always do so many different things. So I, uh, well, I sold my my Majon Flower Gang. That was great. Amazing. And just like Bernardo, I immediately went and purchased art. Um, this morning, I put a bid on a 
on a piece as well in the collection. It's kind of like rough because you curate and you just want everyone to go home and win. And obviously I can't, I don't have the means. I'm still only an artist, you know? So, um, but, and I also yesterday uh, minted a new image of mine on first dibs since the first one had sold. Um, I minted a new image. I figured I have very much, I mean, a large amount of work on foundation because that's kind of my my home away from home or my NFT home. But I figured since um, I had a piece sold rather than having a loaner on first dibs, I minted a, a different kind of a very different image, but in the tradition of what I call my uh, floral portraits, you know, so. Yeah, but is it that. part is it part of the flower gang as well no it's just like it no the flower gang is like minted as a as an exhibition uh but then as an artist once your work's minted it goes under your name so under my name i had you know the original tulip mania and uh was sold like i said so yesterday i uh minted um two peonies that i had just photographed recently so very nice. I will, I will have a look. Yeah, take awesome. it, check it out. I, I like that photograph. And actually, Anna, I don't have a piece from you yet. What? Uh -huh. Yes, that's true. I know, and I feel so, bad because I have minted so many that then you have to scratch your head like Jeff did, like looking through everything, wondering what. Yeah, but get. Jeff, I think Jeff went, you, you wanted a piece from Sasha Ku. Wasn't it? You were trying yeah, to Yeah, there was scenario. like the one that I really loved, of course, is the one that got collected, which is always the case. But yeah, I think it happens to everyone. Well, we could dig into that. Uh, actually, I want to dig into first dibs a little bit later because I think that's interesting. But um, let's jump into the news. Okay. So let's go with the news. So this week or this past week, we've been having some great uh, news. Um, we can start by saying some mints that we liked this 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 past week so we can talk about the mint from trevor trainer uh, the newsstand yes. so that is a project of 100 newsstands so photos of newsstands like they used to be and they are still they still exist trevor found them i think it's i, a, I mean they're everywhere the world, isn't it? they're everywhere in new york that's that's the thing yeah so what did you think about that collection jeff I, I mean, I'm, did you mint it? I minted one. I want to mint others. I will say that this is one of my, I'm throwing it up there. Um, I love this because uh, they, it says all photographs were shot on an iPhone 4 through 11, which means that all of these were shot on an iPhone, which for me feels great because it feels like it kind of democratizes what great photography can be. And I think that's mm -hmm. kind of important. Um, you know, you don't yeah. have to have like the best equipment just to like get a really good shot. Yeah, I'm the life proof of that. I have an amazing camera. I cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been using my iPhone on vacation and I'm getting better shots than, than I would. Well, than I would trying to haul around my big camera because I don't want to haul it around to the beach, you know? Yes. So, so I mean... I did a whole iPhone photograph uh, exhibition and it was really um, great. I mean, it's just a tool, like Jeff said, and um, it's completely different. Um, when you try to blow it up, in some cases, it's a bit complicated in terms of getting a great resolution. 
Yeah. But it definitely has a feeling, um, and I have a whole collection on foundation that's entirely on iPhone that I titled short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I feel like um, somehow archive, archive-wise in the future, and you know, I'm looking at Trevor's. I minted one of Trevor's too. I love that collection. Yeah, I minted two as well. It's one of the Great. the collections I spread my my ETH on. So I really like this collection as well, um, because and I think it was Trevor that did this, uh, said this in on a on a space, and I loved it. That is, this is Web One. That was um, yeah, press. Um, and trying to bring that to Web3, you know, it's something that is disappearing. Um, and, and, and it's amazing that he's, he's bringing that to a, a new platform, to the what we call the, the Web3. So, I had a um, few notes on this. On this. Um, um, the one thing I really said about that was... Can I, is, go, ahead, wait, go ahead. Your voice is again strange. Did you hear that, Anna? Oh, it was yes, just me. No, no, I did. I did. Okay. There's a problem with the mic. Yeah. Okay, no, okay now. Nope. No. Sorry, guys. sorry, guys. That's fine. We can cut that. How about now? I agree with you. I can fill in the space a little bit about that collection. I think it's really um, a very moving collection. It's interesting for us to witness that it already feels retro in a way, um, yeah. because because of um, you know the the fact that less and less uh, magazines are printed or m- newspapers are read, and um, it's also that I don't um, necessarily fall for every collection that's like incredibly consistent because I don't like the the shtick concept but I feel like that collection has the best of both best of both world where it's like incredibly consistent very concise and and definitely an ongoing theme but there's emotions that run through it it doesn't feel like an agenda I like it a lot yeah and I think uh, from the, the perspective of the nft world these kind of collections that are are original and very 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 concise in the in the theme, like the, the subject is very so it's a lot of photos of one specific thing and all of them work together. Is the collections that work the best for the long run? Do you um, um, do you think that? I mean, for me, it's it's a it's a little bit like there is a lot of collectors in NFTs right now that are coming from the PFP world. And so there's a, there's a familiarity in seeing a block of, of yeah. different NFTs that are similar. And so for me, it feels like safer as a financial investment. Yeah. And I'm not looking at it as a financial investment really. But for me, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I can get this and I can talk about how mine's slightly different than Bernardo's, which is not really the intention of art. But I, I know that for me as a collector and especially with this, um, collection which feels like collector catnip a little bit in the sense that it's like a, sh- a picture of a bunch of tiny little things that you can collect like a like a bunch of little fermia which is that's nice <laughs> I, didn't like, think I just want to take all those pieces of gum and then it, it appeals to my like collector sense where i just want to like line them up which is something my kid does hilariously um you know it's like all these magazines that are folded and put 
in little place and it feels I want to just sit in that newsstand and like yes that is the order of those things so yeah. organized <laughs> yes anyways no I think I think Trevor did a, a very good job um I think this will sell out and it's going to be a collection that we are going to speak about going forward I think Oh, lastly, if do yourself a favor and go look at his other work. It's also fantastic. Which is yeah, I kind of want to because I was just thinking like as much as I like this collection, and I agree with what you both said. There is also like two situation is um, I think it becomes I, I would hate that to become a formula in general for artists where they feel like they got to go on a mission and have something that's very tight and concise and organized for the purpose of like the collectors because sometimes collectors don't know what to collect so they feel much more comfortable if they collect the same thing as everyone else it gives them yes. an identity and certainly we can look back at great artists in general and think well there was the blue period of Picasso and there was the this period and the that period but frankly with time we don't look at the works necessarily in the body of work and if we do it's almost not a plus and that's where I disagree a little bit with you um Bernardo I don't think it's like long term I think it's more of a short-term satisfaction because mm -hmm. I think long term if you say just to give a random example and maybe I'm wrong but oh I have a cubist Picasso I have one from the cubist period it means already that it's not like the the painting you know where if you say i have x painting um and it's an, it's an individual artwork rather than belonging to a body of work usually you immediately know what it is immediately connects and immediately has like kind of an importance of its own rather than just like a period or a body of work or a collection so if a collect like I love Trevor's collection I mean first of all I love newsstands and and really let's face it as much as they are surrounded by all that it's really portraiture too in many ways it's just straightforward uh portraiture in context but if next it was like the same thing with you know bar bottles and glasses or you know if it if if it becomes too consistent um and and uh, obvious personally I lose interest so I'm dying to see his other works but this collection really worked on me I just I just felt the authenticity of it all but I think we have to be careful because it it has become a formula in the NFT world and people feel like they need to package everything and it's like why if something doesn't have to belong to a series to be important or interesting or or work and uh to 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 dumb down the curators where they all have to have the same thing you know I just I think we can educate collectors to be more refined and more ind independent and um individual yeah I have to agree with you so we don't disagree anymore cool <laughs> yay no I, I think there's space for both but I definitely think that like some Sometimes it's like a helpful tool to onboard people who aren't professional collectors like myself. I mean, this is kind of what drag, dragged me in is these types of things. And I'll talk about one of those collections later, but anyways, let's go forward.
yeah it seems like we have not enough time because we could spend the whole afternoon talking about this yeah, isn't it sure. yeah so i think we we can sp speak about the next collection that we wanted to speak about and because it's something similar in a way uh, that is from jimmy limit and is 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 um photographs of, of objects in a catholic style and with bright colors and you say catholic style Cat <laughs> catalog catalog catalog, catalog style. Style. Is this is is catholic a style sorry <laughs> i don't know so it's a very anti world style isn't it it's uh, to bring the objects and give it new life yeah it's it's um well now i'm thinking of it in in the context of what anna just said and i'm like a little bit embarrassed to to like really love this collection now but you know i shouldn't be um oh, i love this collection i love it and i have the rarest one see how these oh, guys wow. there you they go. make it i didn't know that it was jimmy that told me he's you trying to to give me that PFP resemblance uh, type of 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 um, sensation when minting these collections, and I know when you were you were telling that this might this is going to be a trend, right? Well, I don't know if I actually I I mentioned two of Jimmy's. I don't I love his work. I've loved it from the moment he entered the space. First of all, um, still life is soft. I have a soft spot for still life, and certainly agree with you. They look very pop art, um, and very Jimmy. Like they, it you can tell that uh, it's not forced. That that's how he's artistic brain works and i really like can see that through his work um i like it a lot i don't know if they were shot for the purpose of a collection or if they're part of like earlier works of his um i um you know i i love his work so this this is uh to me like a more of a marketing packaging way to present your collection um, and I possibly true that Jeff is right. That's maybe like the best way to say entice people to look at it because we've been conditioned to think in terms of like uh, community and profile picture and like which one do you have, Bernardo's yeah. best and all of that stuff. But you know, beyond the beyond the hype, because I'm not into hype, I just love the work and. Um, and yeah, I love the work and that's enough for me, whether he yeah. would have, you know, even if he did like a regular collection of these, um, this feels very, again, just like Trevor, very sincere and very, uh, very him. If you yeah, I think um, a, a like nihilistic a Uline catalog, which is something like the Uline catalog is something I shop a lot because I own, I own restaurants. And so, you know, like looking looking for like a dolly or something. This is exactly what they look like. And it's so strangely familiar to me, but it's, you know, in the, in, with the context of all these things, just being like unimportant and weird shapes and products. I, there's something so appealing about that, that I love. And also in the classical, um, in the history of classical photography too, you know, um, like the object still life, 
photographies. I think he's a really great artist. I I really like his work very much. And you, yeah, I have to say that, and I think I said on the on the previous podcast, I normally don't like still life. It's very hard for me to to like still life. Um, but this one, I, it really appeals to me. Like I like to look at this. I think is the 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 contrast of of colors that he uses. Um, I think is really well planned and almost every photo works. I was going to ask you because you were talking about you and well you mislabeled the, our, the collection last last week as still life and I think that that, that wasn't great but <laughs> what's different about this that like why is it I mean I remember last week you were saying oh, I don't really like still life and so and when yeah. you said, oh, I love Jimmy Limit. I was like, well, it's kind of the same thing. Like, what? I think this still life is very unexpected for me. It's That's something fair. that I'm I'm seeing it um, as uh, something that I I never seen before. While whenever it's other still life that it comes from from the classical uh, art perspective. Um, and and for example, Anna does it does it a lot and does it really well. That is the flowers and and uh, the fruits and um, and that kind of still life. Because I've I've seen several types of it. I don't know. It's it's what I whenever I say still life, that's what I mean. You know. Yeah. And this one, although we can label it as still life, it's something that is unexpected for me. Anna. Am I saying this correctly? I'm a little bit afraid. No, now. I, I agree with you. I I um I work sometimes um shooting inanimate objects, um without flowers, with nothing, just objects, and it's very difficult. And because it's really easy to uh, fall into the trap of is this about consumerism or you know is this soulless? Is this flat? There's all these kind of like negative um attempts to it but at the same time like i was saying earlier there's i mean and and um there has been really fantastic still life photography always and it's the soul of the artist that comes through and and gives a life to the object that is um that is in front of you know in front of us it's very different i think with nature because um in especially in the case of say flowers and fruit because their nature's creation it's a it's a difficult different approach in my opinion and this goes a little bit hand in hand with also like curating the flower gang when you photograph nature there's there's a there's a moment even if it's like a tenth of a second where you are incredibly humbled as an artist and I like that because artists in general, I like, you know, basically artificially controlling an artwork, I mean, creating an artwork that is by essence, artificial representation of, of either reality or nature or whatever. So it's, it's artifice, but there is something when you shoot um, nature where you have that, that, that instant of like, real humbling when you're when you're facing um the flower or the fruit 
with objects it's a completely different experience because it's very cerebral we know it's man-made um and we know the importance it has for us on a daily daily life basis you know we know these are things we use and so it's it's very philosophical and interesting to work with objects and I really really find that uh Jimmy does it in a very strong and powerful and uh and um unique way I'm I'm a big fan of his work also a little bit of those aspects of say surrealism comes through it's a mix of surrealism and pop and it's just like you can feel that he's a he's he's been at his craft for a while and he's just very mm -hmm. comfortable in it very very rooted in his language and I I always admire that in an artist you know sure we all have moments where we're searching but you know these are like you know they come they go but he's very rooted I like I like the work a lot yeah well said I mean <laughs> no it makes it it made me like it even more now yeah. I want to go and mint one more just <laughs> um <laughs> Do we want to talk about the real life spaces opening up? Yes. So um, this week or these past weeks, we had um, Web3 going in real life. So uh, Web3 curation platforms uh, like Quantum and Assembly opened their doors to their studios, uh, one in LA and another one in Houston from Assembly. And they have um collections on exhibition in there and i know jeff that you went to the quantum one do you yeah. want to give us your take on that yeah i was very excited to go to quantum and i had sadly at the moment i had all three of my kids and as soon as i walked in the door my my youngest six month old just who was on my chest just started like screaming at the top of her lungs and i was like of course i make it all the way to la like three days after they open and uh I had to like walk out but I eventually got back in after she calmed out a bit um I did a real life mint which is so weird to say real life mint how is that what, what's the difference it's weird you do you like use apple pay you know so like I paid a hundred dollars and I used apple pay and then they like scanned the barcode on my or the qr code on my um MetaMask wallet. And I mean, it was rather seamless, but it was still, they were like, okay, in like five minutes, we, you know, check your, check your open seat. It's still, there's a lot of friction still between Web3 and, you know, um, and a, a, a real life space. And some, as somebody who, I mean, what I do in real life is like, I build uh cafes and restaurants and so I'm very in touch with like what it takes to provide a really good experience as a customer it's like my it's my main goal in my real life job is to provide an amazing uh, um, experience for anyone who walks in our buildings and for me it's a combination of you know three things which are is the space aesthetically welcoming and perfect um is the hospitality warm 
and welcoming, which, and by that, I mean, like, I want people to, well, at least in my cafe, I want people to walk in and feel like they're walking into, like, their grandma's kitchen or something, where they're like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I haven't seen you in a long time, that type of welcoming. Um, and then, um, and then, like, a superiority of, of product. And so, those three things, I think, if you're missing one of those things, you usually can be forgiven for that. And so if you, but if you nail all three of those things, you're usually better than 99% of any other cafe or in this case, art venue out there. And so I was always, I was judging it on that. Um, I will say that when I walked in, the space was beautiful. Um, I don't know, like art galleries are weird and like a little austere and I don't love them in general, I think. Um, and the hospitality was amazing. The actually, um, the Bailey twins, like so, the twins from Dustin um, Arbusano's Twin Flames, like work there. And uh, I immediately recognized them because um, the I minted their token from the doppelganger doppelganger collection. Was it a random thing or I randomly or minted? Did you choose? No, I randomly minted them. Um, and so you minted the people that were them. in front of you. Yeah, they, I walked in and they were just sitting there waiting to talk to me about NFTs. And I was like, I know you guys. And I looked at my account later and I was like, oh, yeah, of course I know them. They're like on the first page of my account. Um, so they were like, actually, honestly, they were the highlight, the Bailey twins. They were like incredibly kind, welcoming. They made me feel at home. Um, and I wasn't like, I didn't walk in and I was like, hey, I'm Jeff. It's, you know, like I wasn't like uh, th that guy. And so to, to them, I was nobody, which felt great. And, you know, I'm pretty much nobody anyways, but um, and it felt great that they really tried to walk me through it. And I don't know, I really appreciate that type of hospitality. So for me, that was the highlight. Um, I met Justin, nice guy. Um, he seemed pretty busy. Um, I definitely have a question about what is the utility of the keys, like the quantum keys? Because I had a set of keys and in no part of that was I asked to like show my keys or it didn't grant me access to anything, it seemed like. Um, and nope. so that seemed strange because it felt like that was the reason you had the keys is to get into the space and to like be part of the space or go into the back area where it's like supposed to be more exclusive. And they just walked me in the back and I was like, okay, you know. So is the keys more for utility in Web3 for minting collections that no one yeah. else can have access to? I think rather than in... the access to the to the other collections. And that's what okay. it's like. Unless unless they're just like they they could have just been kind of throwing away the idea of keeping it exclusive just because they wanted people more people to come in, which I appreciate also. Yeah. I don't know. Um I will say Anna, like, do you have any do you have any would you want to to go to these places? Me? Do you have any Brianna. any yeah, questions? Yeah, actually, um, you know, in the back of my head, sometimes I think that um, I would might be interested when I get older to have like a space, nothing so um, grand or or gallery like, but maybe more of a kind of an installation 
thing. I think my my interest is really um, mixing and matching traditional art and um, and screens. I think that's my really my sensibility is there. Um, where um, I guess a lot of galleries I believe will open and have just screens, then that wouldn't be for me. I would go look, but my sensibility would be much more that I'd want to see traditional art and NFT art together. That's interesting. That's, that's much more what I'm into. And I, I it's uh and you know, it goes back to this idea of like, why limit things to one thing? Who who needs that? What we need is good stuff together. And by good stuff, it can't be just all one or the other, since we're already here now and um, digital screens exist. So yeah, it would be more, I would, that would be more my cup of tea. But of course, I would go and uh, I meant I didn't mint because I don't have a key and uh I saved I, I guess that's what I did when I sold my piece on first dibs. I, I got a doppelganger because I was dying to have something by Justin and uh I didn't. And I found one that I absolutely loved the color palette. So that's where I spent the money I made. Um that's cool. But in general, you know, looking at art, in, whether it be um, in galleries or elsewhere, but having been in the traditional gallery world, like I had, there's a few things that just like, for example, I don't love openings because you can't really, um, everybody asks you what you think of it. And so if you don't like it, you're kind of like either have to lie or be really crabby. Um, and so I'm not a big fan of like, looking at art while I'm being looked at. I like to look at art on my own and it's an intimate experience. So the but, NFTs are, are perfect for that, right? Because you oh, can be totally. in, the, um, in your house, in your sofa and going sure. through. For sure. But I do love the way um, the right NFTs look like on screens and um, and for, for people to either exhibit or live with. So I'm all for... Um, getting away from the laptop and having it on the screen amongst drawings, paintings, whatever else. Yeah, I think there's, I think the cool part about real life galleries for NFTs is two things. One is like, like you said, Anna, like um, just because, you know, NFTs are the future, it doesn't mean it has to be the only future, you know, like it doesn't always have to be NFTs, like all NFTs. Like, I, I think you're very right about that. A, a mix would be very cool. And the other thing is, I feel like there's a ton of room to improve. Like, uh, you know, I visit Quantum and I was, I was impressed, but I was like, oh, this could become a big genre of like brick and mortar. And I think there's a ton of improvements that could be made, which is like, it's exciting to see how early that is. So, yeah. And also, like, if we want to bring in, um, the traditional um, collectors to the NFT world, which I believe eventually will, you know, will happen. Um, there's different ways of doing it. You know, I mean, I guess Quantum's in LA. It's L the LA scene is the LA scene, and uh, and um, it looks like it's very event based as well. So, you know, that's that's just a, a special kind of thing. I know it, 
I wouldn't necessarily personally go run to a place where it's, there's a DJ booth and all that stuff. I think it would be fun one time, but I don't think NFT art is constantly has to be um, hipsterized in any way, shape or form. You know, I think it's like something we can take seriously and see in the context of, um, you know, um, a broad audience, basically, even more traditional, including more traditional audience. There's a lot. I think there's a lot I could say about that. I don't know. In the interest of time, maybe, maybe I don't. Even, even I though you don't, you don't love the quantum space, like you liked it, but you, you've seen a lot of things that you think could be better, if I understood it correctly. But can we agree that is a stepping stone to something that is going to be more common in the future what is or something that will bring other collectors perhaps to this world i mean i do think that anna had a point which is that i always compare everything to my bakery but like you have to have the coffee like people don't want a cinnamon roll every day like people don't want to go mint in real life every single day so like you have to have the thing that brings people in every day and so you're right. It can't be hipsterized. It can't be like exclusive. You want to bring everyone who's walking past your store into your store to introduce more people to NFTs. And so there has to be that thing that, that draws those people in, normal, normal people in. Otherwise, this dream of like everyone's going to own an NFT, that'll never happen. We have to like really push for that, I think. Yeah, I agree. And that's also what I, I constantly like feel is like so much pressure is put on artists and collectors and um, to be on Twitter and to tweet and tweet and tweet. But the bottom line is, I believe that the collectors we want to have join this, the, you know, our, our art uh, renaissance really, I'm not going to go on freaking Twitter, you know, it's just like not yeah. their cup of tea. They're going to be like, why do I have to go on Twitter to buy art? I never had to before. And yeah. I think that it started, a lot of things started a certain way and, um, I think it's amazing that Justin did that and I'm sure it's just open. So I'm sure it has a whole lot of time to, to change and take, you know, different form. And it, everything is just like, as we keep saying over and over again, extremely early. Um, and if that's the right way to start to get some eyes and, and ears on it, then that all, you know, bravo to him and we'll see where it goes everything changes always so yeah the 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 mixture of of the expectations of web3 put into a construction budget and timeline like those those don't fit so i think no, yeah. we're gonna have to just be patient for the you know like I, I wouldn't try to rush things because i feel like yes everybody wants everything right now but you know like it's obvious that they spend a lot of time building that place. And so, sorry, I get really obsessed when it comes to brick and mortar places. So let's, let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, again, I would love to continue to talk about this, but I think we have a small schedule to go. Otherwise, we'll not have listeners <laughs> until the end of the podcast. Do we have listeners? No, sorry. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We will. We will eventually. Um, so, Anna, actually, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, so, Punk6925, I don't know you, if you know him. Yeah I, he, yeah, I saw when he pre-promoted um, pre, uh, pre his 
photograph. So what do you think about, um, he's not a photographer. What do you think about is selling his photography for more than seven ETH? Well, he is. A I always, I always like, I like to ask this question because it doesn't make any sense, but it's a, a nice question. Uh, is it fair that he's, that he's sold for seven ETH? Um, I mean, Jeff, you said he is a photographer. Well, he took that picture, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's a distinction well, between like professional, sure. like it's, it's your life and then me who takes pictures of my kids. But at the same time, that's what, yeah. Where do you draw that line? Yeah. And I, I okay. So first of all, uh, the concept of fair and unfair, I mean, we could get lost into that. There's a lot of <laughs> art I don't like that sells in, in, or even a lot of objects or houses or you name it that sell that I'm like, why? And so that's incredibly subjective. And if somebody is either smart or dumb enough to buy it, then I just blame the collector, not the artist. I mean, just fun with it. Um, I was thinking of something yesterday that crossed my mind and goes a little bit with what Jeff said. We were doing a um, Twitter space about Flower Gang, the last Twitter space, and the dancers came on and the one one of the artists was one of the dancers artists in the show was saying how you know basically all of us are dancers you know all human beings we we are we are related to movement and got me thinking right before bed that let's face it we're all photographers we have eyes we are all ultimately from the moment we're born photographing the world that surrounds us now the fact that we pick up a tool and do it with a tool and practice and hopefully get better at it and um, decide to basically call it our work is, is a life choice, you know? But um, I mean, in many ways, and this is, I think, why art is so uh, universal, is all of us are photographing and painting with our eyes and all of us are dancing where with our movements, all of us are making music with our words and our poets with, you know, how we how we use language. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it's like I don't know how to do plumbing, but I know how to move my arm and I know how to make sounds. So it's interesting how art really is. I believe in all of us and actually think Jeff that the photographs you've been taking of your kids I really really like them a lot um me too, me actually, too. yeah I actually like them better than a lot of uh, professional children or portrait <clears throat> photographers they don't feel um yeah they don't feel um they feel like, very genuine isn't it yeah yeah but also very artistic you know it doesn't look like it's a job and um, I really like them very much. So, yeah, I don't know what the question is. I went on, but... Um, no, I like that. It's fine. Oh, and about his photograph. Yeah. So, listen, I mean, I looked at it because, first of all, um, I liked it's kind of like both um, dreamy and minimalist um, look. So I was like, oh, this is either really lame or really deep. Let me look into <laughs> it. Um, it's a circle, isn't it? You go yeah, like that. and frankly, I felt like it was neither lame nor deep. 
Um, it was something else. It's a little conceptual, obviously, of him to have done that. Um, and it's also very uh, telling of the space we're in, you know, why some stuff sells and some stuff doesn't. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, are we supposed to judge him as a photographer or are we supposed to think like that was a really good business deal, you know? I mean, people what? are buying this because of what he has built in Web3. They're not buying it, I don't think, because of yep. the inherent beauty of the of the photo. And I so think that all of it, what's that? Souvenir? It's like a little souvenir, you mean? Well, it's like, you know, is any token that we're buying and selling PFPs or anything, what, what inherent value does that have? Like a picture of a monkey? Like, why is that worth more than anything else? So it's the reason... The reason people want that one in particular, and I said this in one of my threads once, which was, which was he could put almost anything out and it would sell for an incredibly high price just because of the amount of free work and information that he's put into this ecosystem. So like, while I don't think it has, while I don't think it's like my favorite photo ever and I wouldn't personally collect it, I can see how people can value anything he does because of the amount of free education he puts out. And for me, that's super valuable to every single person in the space. And so I kind of yeah. don't have a problem with him selling anything, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think I in also, here. Sorry, I also <laughs> wanted to add one, just one quick thing, Bernardo, I'm super sorry, is um, oh, no. just to say, and it kind of ties with this idea also that I believe that we're all creators, that all of us, um our creators in some ways and having been in the, even in the traditional art world i mean the interesting thing is like you know and i've said this over and over again and i guess that's a little bit my problem with spaces and everything is like sometimes i feel like a broken record but i really believe this so can't not not say it is there are artists that think like bankers and they're just there to make money and they are bankers that think like artists and they just dream and breathe and think about art every single second they're not on the job and i'm using bankers it could be anything else and dentist dentist exactly and same i do think that um that people change and discover themselves throughout the course of life and to dismiss that somebody's art flame has been potentially um, subdued by reason X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden wants to come out and to shut that door and say, no, that you don't have the sticker artist in your forehead, therefore go home. I think it's just not, that's not fair. And it's not fair because there are many artists and a lot of them that are really successful and they don't wake up with a heart filled with love for art and for creativity, they wake up with a heart of like, how can I bet get richer? How can I get as rich as my collectors, if not richer? I mean, that's not artistic. That's not art. That art is a really odd fire that burns within. And I don't think anyone owns the other's fire to the point where they can say judge. So even though I'm making statements about some artists that I think are purely commercially driven, I'm not I'm not judging them for 
for it. I think it's great, but I also think we shouldn't judge people that have not dared or um, been able to take the title to suddenly shut that aspect of their personality because it's there. And if more people spend time making art, making things, I think we'd have a much more peaceful, happy world too. So uh -huh. if- I love, I love know, that you're saying all this. this yeah. is I, I feel very strongly in this way. Like I, especially the part that you said about giving people a chance to be something different in life. I think that's like, it's it's something that has changed my life once or twice when someone allowed me the space and gave me the space to change and be a different person and that was it's been pivotal 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 in my life that that a few people allowed me to become something different and so. did you really become something different or did you become the person you always were but the circumstances made it that you didn't take that path or that door and and all of a sudden you have this moment where you're actually allowed allowed to do these things which i think you know sure they may be they do come out of nowhere but i do think we all have it since forever you know yeah very yeah, I love this. I love this conversation. I can. I'm so sorry. I have to cut this off. We do have to get going, but like, that was very well said. I I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's another take that I didn't think about, and I completely agree. Um, the only thing I was going to say about this as well is that I'm not sure if he's going to continue to mint photos. I think he used a photo as a token, hmm. and I think the person that bought it wanted to have um a token from this person from this wallet and for that reason a connection and a close connection with upunk 66529 is so i hope he, he he does a collection i hope he continues to do photos because that would be great for for our um space but i'm not so sure about that i think he, he just used the photo as as a mean to 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 transfer that that token all right we're running up against it. So let's get to the treasure hunt. So treasure hunt. So this week we we have um, Anna with us and she's going to choose a collection as well to tell us why she loved the collection and why we should look at it. Um, Anna, do you want to start with your collection? Sure. So I picked Harant Kashatrian, who is, um, and this is like a very personal um um, choice. He's an uh, Armenian photographer, and I was born in Armenia. And when I discovered him online on Foundation, um, it brought back lots of memories and um, really touched me in ways that, as much as I love work from all over the world, and it's just like it just really this is a very personal choice. Um, I've collected uh, one of these pieces, which also had a bird in it, and, and birds are another um, interesting um, visual to me. I mean, obviously, they, they're, 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 you know, fantastic and beautiful and inspiring, and I have even a, a um, 
cardinal that comes and talks to me and my cat every afternoon outside the window. So the miracles of nature are like boundless. But it's beautiful for me to see Yerevan, where I was born, and and um, remember it. And Harant has been very lovely, and and I don't think many people know his work. And so I, I, I'm really happy that um, you let me uh, present him to you. And uh, yeah, so this is Harant, who's a... Yeah, it's the first time I'm seeing it, actually. And thank you for bringing this one. I like the... the from that fourth photo, if you go down, Jeff. Yeah. This one. That for me is really, really nice. Is a pigeon pigeons a thing in Armenia? Like the um, I don't know what did you say in English, like that sport. Well, he um he gifted... Is that a common thing there, or is just it, it was this collection about it? Well, I really honestly don't know that much about pigeons, except that after I had bought one where he photographed a man and a bird, but ironically, not in Yerevan, but in Venice, um, and it was called, I believe, Elegance, and it is very beautiful. Uh, he then gifted me a photograph of a car with pigeons uh, in cages in the back of the car. And he um, basically, the description said that for wedding ceremonies, they would release the pigeons and then they would put them back on. So for one thing I know is that they would um, use them for wedding ceremonies. Mm -hmm. That's I, I love this collection. I, I might collect because I there's something about this first one here. The, the look in this guy's eye, both mm -hmm. of these guys, actually, that make and you. And the perspective is great, how he's like over there and then the birds kind of like come yeah. in around him. And I love the one next to it as well. Yeah, these two are awesome. And it's pretty recent. He he minted this. He had a very, like he had a different collection. I believe he might have burned it. It was a little like intense uh, about dog fights. And, um, and he was, I believe, slightly disheartened by it and... But I like that he's sticking to what he knows and that he's photographing his city. And again, he's an artist. I feel true authenticity in his work and, and a real voice and, and quite a poetic one without pretense, which I like very much. Yes. Yeah, without pretense, for sure. I love it. Yeah, very good collection. Thank you, Anna. My pleasure. Uh, for sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take a deeper look into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip mine this week because I think we're so close to time that I'm gonna I'm gonna pass because also I wasn't so, super uh, sure as to what I wanted to collect or wanted to. Okay. So in that case, very briefly, I wanted to bring two collections, and the reason why is that I chose one collection, and then our friends from Photoverse made um like a good comment about that collection. So this artist was already in a platform and it was already shown. So although I, I, I was going to choose this one, it was already mentioned by someone else. So very quickly, I wanted to show uh, Carven Cities from Coven. Coven is a, a photographer from, from, from Germany. And this collection is about uh, the climate change and how the cities are made of carbon and how everything is very, very dark and how the cities at the same time give us life but they are one of the most they are the response one of the most um factors for climate change 
and I never seen architecture to try to try to make this bridge like architecture for photography to try to make this bridge to this climate change subject and I liked it and the photo I've collected is that one on the right side oh I picked the other one <laughs> sorry I love this one this one looks like now yeah that one is nice as well so I love this collection because of the photos I, I think they're super original this um gray this uh, gray um, shades all over. There's this super monotone and the lines and seems like a BD, you know, this one that I, I bought it because it seemed like a BD, it seemed like not, it was not real. And I loved it and that's why I collected it. It feels like a, almost comic booky in its intensity. Like it feels like a, you can throw in like a, almost like a superhero zooming across the sky and you're like, oh yeah, this is like, Gotham or something. It's very dark. I like that. I'm thinking about maybe collecting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm strapped a little bit right now, but. And Anna, do you want to say anything about it or? Oh, I love this collection. I spotted it a while ago. I haven't bought anything, but I also love the title. Um, I, I, I find it very, um, very, um, very cool. It's it's got both like a little bit of a, you know, nightmare sequence kind of thing about it, where it's like, you know, Brazil like, where everything is suffocating. But it also, um, I'm a big fan of Barnett Newman, and so it has that 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 beautiful richness of black, and it's like the black keys of a piano. It's just something very lush about it. At the same time as cold, so. To achieve that in a photo in in a number of photographs, um, I think is interesting. I didn't think about the comic thing because I I never really read much comics, but now that you said it, it obviously came right away. It has that kind of like um, you know uh, metropolis kind of look as well, like uh, um, you know and an old film noir. So yeah, there's so much to love about that collection it's it's very elegant i like it very much and the other collection i wanted to speak about was from andrew simark called bombora and i don't know if jeff if you can put it yeah, so I, I was hoping that i'm nervous that i got the wrong collection is this the right one yes okay this speaking of nightmares this is actually my nightmare mm -hmm. <laughs> So this collection, I wanted to bring this collection because again, I collected one of these and this is a collection is, is super cohesive. Again, is just about waves, but I don't know. There's something about, again, is that thing that we were talking about is super cohesive. So seems like brings that collector uh, perspective to me and collecting waves and I love how how we can do like a, a body of work just around this moment whenever the, the the waves are breaking you know and you have so many different types and colors and shades and almost none of this is post-production because i was speaking with him so i think it's a collection that is going to continue to to mint and i think it's a collection that can well for me it's beautiful it's original and I think he can, he has a lot of potential. Yeah, I, I love it. It's I terrifying. Didn't it. I didn't know this work. 
I I almost drowned in the ocean as a kid, and so this to me is very scary. <laughs> so. I find it really painterly. I have to say, I mean, I, I I landscape photography is an interesting discussion because we're seeing a little bit of everything out there, um, good and average. And um, when I opened the this collection after you you know send me the thing, I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. And and for me coming like looking at painting, this feels very, um, very painterly and even in the gesture of a paintbrush, similar to the, you know, the wave and the movement and the color palettes. And I didn't know that there was no, uh, hardly any post, which makes me like it even more. So, yeah. yeah and the fact that cool. foundation makes it square, it's a little bit annoying because oh. the photos are yeah, that makes sense. I totally forget about the foundation crop. Drives me nuts. Yeah, they should they should do something about that. Well, but then you'll have well, yeah. It's much oh, different. Yeah, it's it's almost like kind of a modern Turner like moment. It's no boats like where the waves are the stars. Yeah, I I agree with you. It looks much better even um, when it's not square. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I like it a lot like it a lot so guys this our this is our treasure hunt for this week um and now if we still have a little bit of time i think we will go to the next step the the next theme and that's uh the reason why right. we brought not the reason why we brought anna and this is a question that is directly directed at anna so we wanted to speak about uh collector and artist power dynamics so it seems that in a space there's always um seems to me that collectors have a lot of power because they have the money and a lot of artists try to mold themselves to what the collectors like um and for sure this is not how it's supposed to be um do, do you think this this dynamic is going to over time going to um Sorry, did I break? Yeah, no, but you're back now. Okay. Yeah, so the question is, is this dynamics of power going to be more equally equal over time? Or is the collector always going to have a lot of power over the artists? And there are artists that are going to try to mold themselves to try how, to discuss. How is this different than, how is this different than? Yeah. In real life, it would be like. Yeah. I think that what we're, I know what Bernardo means, and um, there's so few collectors here too, you know what I mean? So you hear the same names, it's like reheated food. It's like, okay, so there's so-and-so is the star today and so-and-so. And the artists are desperate because there's so many of them to fight and get the attention of such collectors. So it just makes it a little bit like uh, unrealistic. I find that, you know, in times of crisis, usually you see who people are. And right now with this bear market, I feel like we're seeing a lot of who's who type of um, character. Um, that said, you can, you know, just like you can tell an artist is really genuine, you can tell when a collector is also really genuine. And a genuine collector should be 
handled with care, just like an artist, in the sense that you can't shove it down their face. You can't force them to buy or retweet or do all of that stuff because then there's no more passion. It's plastic, it's artificial. It just becomes like, yeah, not, 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 uh, not real. Um, I think the space is really um, uh, poor in collectors. Um, and I think that it's not that the future is not that more collectors are going to pour into the space. It's that the ecosystem is going to move out of this um, kind of like, you know, um, uh, hot tub that we're all in on Twitter. Um, I don't find it sustainable. I mean, what do you think, Jeff? I... <clears throat> It's hard when someone's like, what do you think the future of this is? I, I, in, I immediately kind of agree in the sense that like, it can't, it, this burning so hot for so long, at least I'm not talking about the price of ETH. I'm not talking about like the price of things or anything like that, but the, you're using so much human capital to create this oven that we're in on Twitter mm -hmm. that like, eventually people are going to burn up and like in times like this like you're right um those nerves start to fray to the point where there's little uh you know we saw some bickering break out um a week and a half ago about how things should be done or could be done or like people feeling like they've been cheated in certain ways and i think i mean for one i really hate the deification of of collectors i just like we're just you know yeah I'm a collector and people are like oh like I, you know, I appreciate if someone's like, can you take a look at this? I would love to have your opinion. I appreciate that because I'm, I'm like, oh my, thank you. I'll, of course I'll look at it. But I, you know, the, the dropping in the DMs to say like, can I get a retweet? I'm like, well, if I like it, you know, like, I, I just think that there's this power that's pushed onto collectors that I don't want. I, as a collector, I don't want any of that. But that's in real life too, like you were trying to say earlier. I mean, in traditional art, um, artists have been courting collectors and vice versa nonstop. Is there um, a better way? No, I think that, you know, ultimately um, there's, there's love of art is one thing and there's, there's certainly a love for connection. And when... Um, collector visits an artist's studio, they're always excited and always full of questions. And, you know, they kind of want to avoid having the dealer there because it makes it all formal and semi-constipated where they just want to, you know, sit back with the artist, have a drink, talk about art. I mean, some collectors have more interesting questions than others, you know, it's like, well, you know, what, you know, what, what paint brand do you use is never the most interesting question, but, you know, every, <laughs> you know, everyone has their thing, but, um, so I think artists trying to catch collectors attention is nothing new. Um, I do think that, um, uh, there's, you know, it's like too many artists on, in the scenes, so it becomes like really much for the collectors. Um, I'm, I imagine it must make some collectors, because again, I don't consider myself a collector, so I'm taking myself out of that. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it must make collectors really both kind of like at times uncomfortable, other times frustrated or even sad because you don't want to pity buy stuff either. It's just not cool. Um, so I think there's a lot of progress to be made there. And I think that another thing I love to say is we got to give time to time because time takes its own time. We can bang our head as much as we want. The wall is not moving. And I feel like we're reaching a period where it's also interesting because, you know, when things were buzzing and everybody was selling and it was really loud, in a lot of ways, there was so much hype and stuff that you were like, what the heck is this? It's yeah. calmed down a little bit, right? So we 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 are seeing like more intention and some people are like, oh, fuck it. If I'm not making money doing NFT, let me go do this and that. So they kind of fade out. So I think a lot of things will have to level themselves and you know and also one thing we have to remember when it comes to so power dynamic between two answer more straightforward to you bernardo i think power dynamic between collector and artist always existed they will always exist and um artists have been kind of like brought to a more star-like status than they used to so they can kind of flex along the collector you know everybody flexes suddenly mm -hmm. um um i prefer nobody flexes personally not the artist or the collector but that's my um style um i think that um jeff you shouldn't underestimate what you do on the space and say stuff like you're a nobody you're not you're doing you're you're very active you're very we're here today you know you are somebody you're 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 participating in something um and i feel the same for some artists who feel unheard and it's like just keep doing it it doesn't matter it's not you know it's not it's not today it'll be tomorrow and if not tomorrow just wait and don't lose your cool um so yeah i think the power dynamics um uh, exist but i also think that uh that shouldn't be how we define um ourselves you know it's like we're all people the collector is a person the artist is a person and so yeah the, the whole godly stuff is just yeah that's not interesting i mean part of it for and me is also, that and also nft is so new that everybody suddenly who's buying NFTs is calling themselves a collector or everyone who's take, taken pictures and is not necessarily like an art artist, because you can be a photographer and not be an artist. Um, but I mean, that, that's the thing though, is that there's this kind of imposter syndrome feeling where it's like, you, you know, yeah, on, on, on every level, like even as a collector, I'm like, as a collector, you know, learning, I, right? the reason why I say, oh, I'm a collector, because I'm like, ask me a question about photography history. I don't know. I was even like, I need to read more about that because I'm completely uninformed. I'm taking, a, I'm taking a course on photography now. Oh, send me that because I need that. Like, I feel stupid when, when. But that's how everyone, 
but that's how everyone did it in the traditional world as well. You know, they eventually yeah. ended up with like the right book on their nightstand and educated themselves because even a, an art dealer, you know, like more and more like art education is spread wide. But I think that uh, once you discover what it is that you love, you start to dig. And once you dig, you learn more and then you change and then maybe your taste changes or you know um yeah so i feel like everything here is new and um and um there's room to grow and so i mean the whole like collector sticker i mean a collector will be a collector in 10 years when he's collected for 10 years you know so is it similar in in like real life gallery kind of interactions where a collector is essentially somebody who really wanted to be an artist and like maybe didn't have the chops or the patience to do it. And so they really were like, well, I just want to hang out with artists and talk to artists. So I'm going to collect. Is it is it similar in, in real life? I, I think so from what I've seen and not just the collectors, but even the art dealers, the gallerists were people that wanted to be in the art somehow. But if to be perfectly honest, you can see that in every industry, like people that are producers in film, a lot of them went to film school, you know, a lot of them wanted to be uh, doing that. But life of an artist is a lot of like uncertainties. It's a lot of like, you know, yeah. being hard on yourself. It's not all the, the glitz and glam that we all, you know, see in the magazines. I mean, and so even in the music industry, you know, there's musicians that end up on the other side and like either yeah. producing, managing. So I don't think it's it's unusual, but I think that being a collector was very trendy, became really trendy with new money. And like, you know, it's like once they've had enough boats and cars and this and that, they figured, yeah, I better have art if I want to look like I'm smart. But, you know, it's, it's, it's always been a part of human nature to A, um, want to have something on your walls, which is natural, and B, kind of show off, you know, and show power and show. Um, so I think that will always be there. But as far as NFTs go, it's interesting because what are NFTs is the first thing. What is art is the second thing. And then third thing is like, well, let's see what happens down the line, you know, and and how it gets contextualized and and how yeah. it really enters the history of art. Just yeah, a, quick, a quick, yeah, let me just say something very quickly. Um, about this collector artist power, um, one thing that I wanted to say is that the fact that this is Web3 and we can have a, a, a straight connection to the artists that we are buying, and the fact that the, the artists are going to be able to sell for probably much more than they could before because of the the, the, the takes that the galleries would take or the whatever intermediaries they would have. I'm hoping that our base of collectors will increase. And with this, the power of the artist will increase as well. And we will reach a balance where no one will have so much effect on each other. And it's a balanced dynamic. Is that a possible thing? I'm not really sure of that, to be honest with you, because I have two reasons why I'm not sure. A, we just heard how Jeff went to Quantum in LA. So already 
there is the need for say either curators curation and middlemen that's the first thing is i think that's the natural progression being that if there's money to be made it's going to attract people who want to make money and those are the dealers and those are the you know the organizations i mean like you're talking about keys and uh, all of this stuff and we're talking even curation and those are middle middle men middle women the second thing is i don't believe that this system is sustainable for artists because that is not what i know that's not what i want i don't want to wake up in five years and be like i gotta go on twitter to make a sell i want an evolution in what is happening now i'm doing it now i'm not going to do it then because either i'll be playing with grandkids or traveling the world or learning about new things or else i'll be dealing with somebody who takes a cut from my sales and runs the business show for me um, in one way or another, or I'll have my own gallery and I'll represent artists and I'll do things like that, you know? Um, mm. So I don't believe that this like um, grand freedom that was promised is completely realistic. That said, there's a little bit of an aspect that's interesting that in my opinion, to kind of like dumb it down, I compare it to YouTube meets American Idol, where there will be these incredible talents that will come out of the woodwork in a very far away country that the gatekeepers will not have introduced us to. And if we, as artists, collectors, basically, I put both as art lovers, if we're willing to like still learn and observe and discover art that is not the only art that's stuck in front of our eyes, you know, then I believe that for that it's interesting. But frankly, if I were doing business, I would look for that person and then I would tell that person, hey, I want you to show in my gallery. That would be my first instinct. Mm -hmm. I would discover great talent and then I would immediately put them more or less in a traditional arts dealing structure, which you can see that's what all the uh, minted collections we've seen on foundation or, you know, on OpenSea that were like ran by organizations. I mean, they're all doing that more or less. They're all gatekeeping and taking a cut and kind of like running their show and yeah. being boss of it. Because uh, I think actually we have a, a question for the third rail for another episode that is are the curating platforms going to be a good thing for the art nft art or not but that yeah. is another another Let's thing get into that now though because <laughs> <laughs> that's i think yeah you're bringing up a lot of stuff that i've been thinking about but i but i haven't been able to put that type of point on it so i'm now i have a lot to think about which is interesting i yeah. think yes and no because I think, yes, in the sense that as a client, you know that these people are doing a job and looking, but a lot of the minting and a lot of these things haven't been go going as smoothly as I thought they would and been as satisfying as I thought they would at the end. Um, but I've minted like through some that I absolutely loved and I know they're gonna show me like A plus work and they're gonna have A plus work. But at the same time, that's exactly my point, is we, re 
we are reinventing a new form of gatekeeper and I think it's inevitable and I think it's okay it's a good structure but once again are these people just like going to show their buddies or what makes them feel good and look good or are we going to expand and stay curious and bring forth artists that otherwise would not have had the opportunity to be seen so I think there's a bit of both you have to give something really good to the buyer and you also have to stay um very curious and constantly like instead of visiting artist studios really work hard at discovering um talent out there you know talented artists yep well okay i, I think we're in the section where we we're going to let you talk about um whatever you were up to personally in your own art um did you want to did you want to go into exactly what you're doing on first steps because I for me that's that's pretty interesting them coming up as a kind of alternative to foundation or open sea sure so um I had been very like not wanting to really go to another platform because I have kind of I'm like mega loyal so I just felt like I wanted to stick where I was but they came over and they they, they did a studio visit and they offered um, I curate a show and at first I said no that I didn't have time I wanted to just make art and then slept on it and realized that you know what yeah I think there's a reason that came on my um, doorsteps now let's let's do it started and it was supposed to be between 20 and 40 artists and just as I began uh, putting things together um realized that it was impossible um to limit it first of all because flower themselves just like human being come in all shape size form um, movement color etc and so I wanted the artist in the collection to reflect that and also I think my taste is very broad um in terms of work I like and mediums I like and so it would have felt very strange as well to censor my limit myself to like just a certain um number of works so it grew and grew and grew and then realized yeah it was just like a giant bouquet that that was gonna um that was gonna bloom together none of the artists knew what the other pieces were and um I love it it's huge it's so much more than I thought I went on there just to check a few out and I just kept scrolling kept scrolling kept scrolling I was like wow I mean it's a lot but it's they're all wonderful yeah but the one that that the from Summer Wagner I think Anna you bought that one didn't you yeah that's a lovely one I love it yeah, whenever yeah. I saw that you were bidding on it I was like oh ah, that is a shame yeah I love Summer's work she's such yeah. a great artist um I've I mean, I had another piece by her that I got a while back and um, and uh, yeah, there was something about that photograph that just just felt uh, I could look at it all the time. And also keep in mind in my in my own world, like in my intimate, um, you know, outside of Twitter and outside of that, it's like 
because looking at art and making art and looking at art is a priority, it's also like, would I want to hang that on my wall? Thinking of um, Summer's piece. Yeah. And the answer is yes. So it was just like, it just felt like it was just so summer and so me. And so, yeah, I, I, I took that piece. I tend to, as a personality, I tend to always go uh, more than less. So in a way, like if I invite you to dinner, there'll literally be enough food to feed 10 blocks around the house. So I'm kind of like that. Um, um, and then I have this other side where I also, as a film editor, I don't like fat and I don't like extras. So at that point, things have to be very logical. So it has to, even if it's a lot of something, it has to run with a real through line and be solid and be really connected. So I would say these two things are kind of like also very much um, uh, personality um, driven, you know, lush and also very decisive and very, uh, very clear that makes sense so unfortunately we have to wrap up because i've been normally we try to do this in one hour we run out we run through the hour but it was because the conversation was amazing i have to thank you anna for coming to our podcast it was lovely to speak with you it was very enlightened to speak with you i really i i learned a lot you know whenever you speak with other people you your ideas change then you made that so thank you for that yeah i feel like i am i this is like the jeff and bernardo education podcast also that's my kid losing it in the background so mute. thank you both <laughs> for having me it was a pleasure i wish you all the best i think it's amazing you're doing this i think both of you have a great spirit online it very much resembles i mean it's super consistent with the two gentlemen i'm meeting now and uh yeah, I'm very happy to know you and I wish you all the best. And, you know, I'm sure we'll speak again. For sure. Thank you. So thank you, everyone. And don't forget to go on our Discord in Big Ugs to give some suggestions about the third rail or about other artists that you want to hear here on the podcast. And GN for everyone and Ugs for everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.